Wes Holt joins us right now. He is the host for the Wizards pre and post game live show on NBC Sports Washington. Wes, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm sitting here listening to that uh, bowl pick, and I'm like, that sounds exactly like what I was saying to a few people about 48 hours ago. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I like it. That's, what, anyway. I, that's what I like to hear. So we're ready, best friends. Are you a, <laughs> are you a Commanders fan? Before we talk hoops, let no, me ask you no, that. No, 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 no. But let's, no, no. Who's no, your, who's your no. squad? Who? <laughs> I'm one of these complicated people, but uh, let's just go ahead and make it easy and say bang, bang, Niner gang. How about that? Oh, no. All right. Well, do you believe in Brock Purdy? No, but I mean, are you talking long term or like this weekend? Just, just, just the next couple weeks, just to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I've stranger things have happened. So, you know, he, he's, he gets the job done. I think he's not afraid of the moment. And I think he honestly understands, you know, the, the sweet position that he's in. He's playing with house money, uh, to use the appropriate metaphor. So for him, go out, let the ball go. Nothing. What, what's the worst we're going to say? Like, oh yeah, we drafted you way late in the draft because we forgot that we ran through the other two quarterbacks we had on our team. So yeah, you know. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with them, especially with Trey Lance. Uh, the Wizards off tonight. They play tomorrow. They get the Knicks. Yeah. They're six-and-a-half-point dogs uh, with the Wizards, man. Is this kind of what you expected coming into the season? They bring back Brad Beal. You have KP. I mean, you don't have a lot, but I thought maybe at best they could be maybe a seven and eight seed in the East, a playing team. What are uh, What are your thoughts on the start of the season for Washington right now? Well, you really don't expect to have the amount of injuries that this team has had to deal with. And, you know, that that's the thing about it. You know, with the talents that this team already has, you look at what Kuz has been able to do. Obviously, Porzingis is a walking double-double. Um, and Brad, when he's been able, available to be on the court, you know, this is a tremendous tri- trio of sorts. Um, and, and just overall, the problem with the Wizards has been not – necessarily having major blowouts because I think we've only had like three games where you look at the box like wow that was just not our night but overall it's you know a certain level of inconsistency throughout the night so you'll see three good quarters of 28 32 35 and then there's a 17 in there somewhere and you're like well that's where you lost the game and it's just something that you know that they've struggled with this whole year so those inconsistencies you remember the 0 and 10 skid we were all there for that mm-hmm. and you know and everybody's kind of owned their part in that and so you know we, we, we move forward and that's really all you can do um the guys have been really candid about it i definitely would tell people to go look at chris alps for his post-game presser from last game you know just really candid about where things are in the realities that they face Wes, before we get into the rest of the NBA, I'm I'm curious about what you think this team is going to do, not only at the deadline, but if things continue to go in this direction, right? They're, you know, 400 so far on the year, 7-16 and 16 on the road. Like, one, what kind of moves do you expect at the deadline? And two, if they continue this, this sort of pace, what changes do you think happen maybe after the year is over? Um, man, I, look, that, that's one of those where I'm like, there's a different guy with a different pay grade and a different situation who makes that decision. Um, for me and the fan, I guess it's crazy because I'm in the painting of sorts. And so it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, let me step back and kind of take a, a more of a third eye perspective on it. But the moves that anyone can perceive, we never know. Like it's, you wake up and you go, oh, wow, so-and-so got moved or so-and-so didn't get moved. For me, it's about what we want to do this year. And I think, you know, if there's an opportunity to write the ship, you play it and you write it and you, you know, let the things happen as they may, you know, it's the old kind of let tomorrow handle tomorrow today, deal with today. So, um, you know, right now I like the roster we've got. It's just a matter of, you know, getting everybody back, including Brad being healthy. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We're talking with Wes Hall right now. NBC sports, Washington covers the wizards. 
Who's the team to beat in the East? Because obviously Boston right now record-wise looks great, but before Kevin Durant went down, Brooklyn was the hottest team in the Eastern Conference. They're without yeah. Kyrie and KD tonight, but they're 27-15, and 15, and uh, they look much better without Steve Nash on the bench. You think they're the team to beat, or is it still Boston or Milwaukee for you? It's still Boston and Milwaukee, just because of the skill set of the guys who lead those teams. Jason Tatum is a, is a physical freak of nature. As, you know, we've even talked Bradley Bill with three more inches of height Maybe four, that's Jason Tatum, you know, a unique guy on the court, and along with Jalen Brown. Boston's got a lot of pieces, and they play a, a scrappy kind of basketball that you kind of have to appreciate, it's, you know, with Marcus Smart kind of leading that energy on the team. But then there's Milwaukee, there's Giannis. We know he's special. We, we, we know what their cut is, and so it's just a matter of when they want to get things going. But to me, yeah, it's, it's those two teams, and everybody else is kind of, you know, trying to knock them off the top. Who's been the most surprising to you uh, in the East or the West? Because I think there's some people who would say, wow, like the fact that, you know, the Pacers are sitting there in the eight seed may be more even surprising than the Kings sitting there at the four spot. You know, who who is, is as surprising and impressive to you? Oh, man, the impressive side, I was going to say, when you first said surprise, I was like, well, it's surprising that the Warriors aren't higher. But, you know, they kind of play possum a little bit, and then they started to destroy everybody in the end. Um, but surprising on a positive side, I liked how Utah started the season. I think that was really surprising. Um, I, I kind of like the underdog stories. So whenever you see a, a bunch of guys who feel like outcasts, you know, kind of rally together, that's kind of awesome. Um, I'm su- not surprised by Ja. I love watching him play basketball. I, he needs to be in the dunk contest, and I think we need to make sure that he does that. Um, but overall, I mean, it, I'm just impressed by a lot of guys really stepping up this season and seeing some old guys get back in their groove too, including John Wall. If you're looking at the betting market right now, Jokic is plus one, uh, plus one seventy five to win the MVP. You could say voter Ooh. fatigue. Is he going to win his third straight? Lucas plus right. two fifty. Where would you go for first half MVP? Obviously, a lot of basketball to be played. Because uh, you brought up John, he's thirty to one right now. I don't know that he gets enough respect. Donovan Mitchell opened sixty six to one. Now he's forty to one. If you look at what Cleveland's doing right now, would you go chalky with somebody like Jokic or Luca, or would you maybe look down the board a little bit with somebody like Ja or maybe uh, Donovan Mitchell? It's hard, man, because people want to make the the argument of you know what Luca does is insane, yeah. and that's a compliment. The same thing with the Joker. Like what these guys are able to do on the court, like you said, it's almost we get fatigued because we've got so accustomed to seeing it night in and night out. But I have no problem with Luca, excuse me, being the leader of the pack with that. And I would love for people to watch more than just the highlights to really appreciate what Donovan Mitchell brings to the court, what Ja does beyond the dunks and highlights. Like these guys really are able to be masters of their craft on the court on a night in and night out basis. And it's just tremendous to watch that. Timberwolves, man, I was looking at this trade, Wes, just kind of looking back at it. And you're you're now seeing just the the sheer amount of players that ended up going not only the Jazz, but all of the picks as well. Five when you count the pick swaps. And the Rudy fit just really hasn't felt like it's really gelled yet. Uh, Do you think that this is, I guess, how would you grade this trade? Do you feel like there's a longer tail for us to evaluate whether it's going to work or not? Well, yeah, the sample size is a little small because we're only a half a season in. And some people... The, the dynamic that they work in is different. So Donovan goes from a ball-dominant guard situation where he's in Utah to a ball-dominant side where he's in Cleveland. So he doesn't really have – nothing much changes for him. But when you look at Rudy having to go share the court with a guy who's basically another five that can play the four as well, now that's a different dynamic and a different role, and it takes time to adjust to that. 
Um, you see the same thing we go through when we have uh, KP and Gaff on the court. You know, those things take time to gel. We were successful initially with them. A couple of games, a couple of injuries have, you know, kind of changed the record on it. But overall, two bigs playing together, that's really an adjustment a lot of those guys haven't had to make in a long time. How long – I saw this question posed. I'd be curious because Walker Kessler has been insane. He had 20 points, 20 rebounds last night. I mean, you could easily see say that maybe he's the center of the future for the Jazz. How long until they're – him and Rudy Gobert are almost equal? Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, Gobert – Gobert's got this kind of old-school basketball thing going with him, and I love it. Like, he enjoys being a shot blocker. It's hard to compare right now. I'd probably say check with me at the end of the season, maybe at the top of next season, and, and I could really give you a definitive answer just because I've seen more of Rudy play, and uh, i, I got to respect what he's already been able to do in the league. Uh, Wes, I asked you about the East. The West is really tough to call this year because right now you look yeah. at the Nuggets as the one seed. I don't know if that's sustainable because you brought up Golden State. Maybe they're playing possum. Maybe there's a little bit of a championship hangover. They just got to get healthy. For you, are they still the team to beat in the West? Or maybe the Suns, if they get healthy, they look awful without Devin Booker. Do you think maybe this could be Memphis's year now that they've had those postseason growing pains, I guess you could call them? Yeah, no, uh, again, the, what Memphis does, I don't think this is their moment. They're fun. They're, they're a strong team. They're a gritty kind of basketball team with some moments of flash. Phoenix, uh, we've played them some tough games, and, you know, they're one of those teams. they got a, a lot of assets they love to run. Denver, I don't know if it's sustainable. Thank you for pointing that out because that's kind of where I'm at with it because ultimately Golden State still is Golden State, and we saw it happen in the Wizards game in the fourth quarter. When they wanted to start doing that thing that they do, then they just do it. And it's just an onslaught of threes and momentum plays. And they've already been to the mountaintop so many times that first, second, third round, that's nothing for them. You know, they're, they're, they only have finals is the standard for them. So, yeah, you know, Golden State may be playing possum a little bit, just a little bit. So they're 22 and 22, and they're in the seven spot, right, which is firmly still in the play-in. Yep. At what point do you say I'm I'm concerned about the Warriors? Is it just when they get eliminated? Is that the only time we can actually be concerned? Is when they're not? It's not possible for them to be able to win. Yeah, and and you, we'll see that after All Star break. After you get through All Star break, then you'll start to know where guys really stand. Like, gotta, even though we're at the past, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like they're plus nine hundred to win the NBA Finals right now. I don't think you're getting a better price if they do get hot though. I just I don't know who could beat them in a seven game series in the West. Like I like I like the Pelicans, but is Zion going to be fun. healthy? Are him and Ingram going to be on the floor in that series? We haven't seen Ingram in a minute. Phoenix is cooked. I'm, I think it's Golden State still. I do. Can like, you outshoot? Can you outshoot Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson? No. And threes. Mm, no, not if any. If you I would, can't do that, then you can't do it. I'd say no current team in the West. What about you, Tristan? I think if if Michael Porter Jr. is healthy and Jamal Murray is bubble Jamal. With Jokic, I think absolutely they can go pound for pound because Jordan Poole, what we know he, it, that he can do is turn the ball over four or five times. And those critical decisions down the stretch, if he's in you know fourth quarter situations, that could be the you know that could be the difference. But do you guys, Wesson, do you guys think that they play enough defense though, especially when we get to the playoffs? Because that's their problem right now. They're a fun regular season team, and I know the Warriors kind of like pick and choose when they defend, but yeah. like they've they have the playoff success. Obviously, they're the defending champs, so they just know how to turn it up. I feel the intensity. Yeah, to me, it's just about living up to the moment. And again, they're special. They know, they know that defense isn't their forte. What is their forte? Threes. And they pour them on, in and out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're great in transition as well. Now, the numbers don't necessarily always justify what they're going to do. 
postseason, midseason. Because last time I checked, it, uh, uh, it was their, uh, it was the season that they beat the Bulls record. What year was that? Guys? Oh yeah, seventy three and nine. That was uh man, 20... was that twenty? 20- 16, 2016, I'm going to say. I could be wrong there. Yeah. Feels like I, a lot Wes, I, I'm, I grew yeah. up a huge Bulls fan, man. I had season tickets in the 90s, so I try to I like erase that. And since they didn't I win know. the finals that year, it doesn't count. So that 73-9 and nine season doesn't count. Thanks so much, count. man. We got we to gotta get to a break. We got to have you on again, though. Enjoy the games tonight and the rest of the week, and hopefully uh, the Wizards could at least keep it close against the Knicks so you have something fun to watch.